It's the loneliness that they don't talk about Feeling like everything is all your fault Feeling all these things while going through Living up to everybody's view of you You're surrounded by all your friends But you're terrified to let anyone end You're so alone But you can't cry You have to be a man, no matter what it is you feel inside You're so afraid Of what they'll say So you smile and you Pretend and quietly beg For it to end It's the silence they don't talk about Always feeling like you're sneaking around Feeling like you're lying to Everyone who's ever loved you You're surrounded by all your friends But you're terrified to let Anyone end You're so have to be a man no matter what it is you feel inside you're so afraid of what they'll say so you smile and you pretend and quietly beg for it That was beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. What a way to start this podcast. This is killing <laughs> my podcast. And we are on the air with the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode, and my opinions are mostly right, Sick Vic, the king of the north. Today being a special day in the transgender community, or the past couple of days, I should say, I had to have Skylar Conover on to sing a couple songs for us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I figured, I mean, we were joking around today saying like, okay, we had to do a St. Patrick's Day special. We did mm -hmm. do a single the Mile special. Right. We got to be fair. Exactly. You got to do the Trans Day Visibility special. Yeah, we got to be absolutely fair. Especially yeah. with so many, I mean, I, we talked about before about how many, how many people mm -hmm. are transgender, like mm -hmm. triggers for BS reasons. Mm -hmm. And it was like interesting when the Leah Thomas situation happened. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Boy, it just seemed like a big, nasty, like ugly, this stink bomb everywhere. Right. Yeah. And it's actually, um, that was kind of on purpose. Um, what, what these debates are trying to do is um, they can find pretty much any reason for people to be opposed to um, trans people in athletics or anything like that. And they'll bring in like uh, numbers and, and things of like trying to show like biological advantages and things like that. Um, but what they're really doing is they're trying to have um, the terms like cheater and trans in the same sentence. Because uh, what that does is it even for people who are allies, um, it's a very, very subtle way to kind of poison um, their idea of who trans people are in their minds. And so it's a very, very, very high level tactic. It's a very, very clever tactic that is able to fool even incredibly intelligent people who are normally above things like that. Um, Because if you think about it, a trans person, there's not a woman out there that doesn't, um, or there's not a trans person out there that doesn't have a body type that matches a cis female woman. Um, You might have a trans woman who's 6'5", but there's also cis women who are 6'5". You might have a trans woman who's really strong, uh, but there's also cis women who are really strong. Once you start hormones, a lot of those advantages pretty much disappear. And so um, the only thing left is body type, in which case cis women have those same body types. And so it's, it's just um, the point of the debates is, is not to actually debate, but it's, it's literally just to paint us in a terrible light and makes it easier for people to discriminate us. Uh, and so, yeah, it kind of just kind of sucks seeing like friends and, and um, relatives and things like that posting um, these anti-trans narratives because they don't know what they're doing. In their mind, they're just debating something that should be obvious. And it's, it's actually just something a little bit more insidious laying behind the scenes that they're not aware of. I mentioned to you before, I was always raised to, you know, no matter who's better than you, if it's better, you just take on all challenges. Doesn't matter if you're male, female, white, black, male, I mean, trans, or whatever. Yeah. And you know, when we're hearing this, I mean, my father and I were just going like, you know, can you believe this shit? And he's like, yeah, fucking pussies. As in, like, guys, <laughs> people going yeah. off now. You know, you know, they much rather. This is why I don't get. Mm-hmm. Or it's a, a championship like that, an NCAA, mm-hmm. know who's swimming in it. No one said anything before the race. Mm-hmm. We had Thomas wins. That's not fair. Why didn't right. you say anything yeah, I mean, before the race? I mean, I, 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 I'm a little bit of an asshole myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm old school and I, it's, you know, me switching over yeah. from not my cup of tea, but mm-hmm. if you want to do it, rock on. Yeah. But it's just. I look at every little ounce of asshole in me and I cannot see anyone's logic about it. Like, right, it's exactly. not fair. It's like, I've looked up two other sports where a tr- a, someone who switched over won. One was for a, a boxing championship and, well, that doesn't count. Right. How does it not count? Right. Yeah. I, I think the, kind of like what I was saying, just the people who are initiating these debates um, they've got another reason in mind. It's just a way for them to be able to discriminate against trans people because then we can be the boogeyman that people can unify against. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was saying before, um, the biological advantages, things like that, again, that's not really the point because they don't care whenever a trans man does the same thing. Just like you mentioned before about boxing. Uh, there was a trans man that recently um, won his debut boxing match against a cis man, and if biological advantages and hormones really didn't um, change that advantage, then how in the world would someone who is raised um, with a, a female body type able to take down a, a cis man? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a way for them to discriminate. It's basically um, their way of saying that you can't really change genders because they don't know how being trans works. They don't realize that we actually are the gender that we say we are. Um, like I myself have never been a guy in my entire life. I've never been a guy, even though I looked like one. Uh, and so trying to keep women from competing in women's sports or trying to keep men from competing in men's sports is just another way for people to be able to hate unjustly. And and if they try to use like science and numbers and things like that as their um, arguments, it's because numbers are really hard to argue against. 
if you like uh, break everything down, because they used to use these exact same arguments for black athletes, uh, because they would talk about how much more athletic they are, or how much taller they are, or how much stronger they are, and that was a way for them to justify segregation and justify discrimination against black athletes from being able to compete. And it's 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 the same old story, just with a different veneer on it. Yeah. And like you mentioned already about numbers and mm-hmm. people aren't paying attention about the numbers mm-hmm. of this race and like and everything. It wasn't a dominating performance. Right. I mean, when Thomas won, but she had to fight for it. Yeah. So yeah, right there and- it tells you saying like, okay, maybe it got in someone's head that, you know, this was really a guy, it was used to be a guy. You know, you don't go as far because that's a hard because you're Mentally, you're just off. Mm-hmm. You fall back, you lose. Right there, you should say, "Hey, I should have been more focused. I should have been mm-hmm. more like instead of going, that's not fair." Yeah, yeah. Because not even just that, but like, um, like a lot of the arguments that people are using against Leah Thomas, like whether they show like her rankings before of like rank like in the the four hundreds or five hundreds, um, what they are missing is that when she hit those those times with the men's team, she was already starting hormones. She was already um, experiencing like these biological disadvantages that they're now saying uh, about these other women. Um, and, and she was still uh, reaching the top 5% of the men's even while on these hormones. Uh, and so she basically um, had to train um, incredibly difficultly, um, even though she was losing strength because of the HRT, um, she was having to still train and try to maintain some of her times from before and she wasn't able to do that and ended up losing a ton of time but those times fell within a uh, standard female time range uh, and so she was competing at the top on the men's team and then competed at the top on the women's team because she trains religiously um from every single article that i've seen there was one great one by sports illustrated um it it kind of showed her work ethic and how often she's in the pool how often she's training how she's being a leader on her team doing all these different things and it's like what's the point of training if if people are going to criticize you for winning it's like she's got the same uh body type as some of the other swimmers that are um out there and yet nobody cares uh, she might be taller, yes, but she's also running um, a much bigger uh, profile with a, a smaller engine uh, because now her muscles aren't as strong. And so now she's having to pull the weight of the increased bone mass that people keep talking about and the uh, increased size of her frame. But she doesn't have the muscle um, strength to be able to do so quite as efficiently. And so this has been a, a very, very strong uphill battle for her just to be able to get to this point in the first place. And now she does this incredible thing. And, and nobody cares. They're like, ah, oh, you cheated. And again, that's just so people can have the terms cheater and uh, trans in the same sentence. The same thing with the bathroom debates where they're like, oh, but what if a man dresses up as a woman to assault a woman in the restroom? It's like, for one, that's already a crime to assault a woman. So how would having a law keeping trans people out of the bathroom prevent that? It's like, oh no, I got to break two crimes instead of one? Dang it. Um, but for two, that also puts the term predator and trans woman in the same sentence. Same thing with the prison debates. Um, it's like, oh, trans women shouldn't go to women's prisons. They got to go to men's prisons. And then you got the term criminal and trans woman in the same debate. And so those um, ideas kind of get linked together in people's minds subconsciously. And so then when they see a trans woman, the first thing that comes to mind is predator. First thing that comes to mind is I got to protect my children. First thing that comes to mind is I got to protect my wife. First thing that comes to mind is they're a criminal. They need to go to a men's prison. And, and they stop losing humanity for who we are. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, even if people go like, you know, like, you know, had the advantage, that's the big one, the advantage, advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, finally I just say like, no matter what we do in life, mm-hmm. everyone tries to get an advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I bingo once a month at the uh, Senior Citizens Bingo Hall. Mm-hmm. And I see elderly people who are 80, 85 years old, the balls have to be a certain way, the tin has to be, they get, that's their way to get an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this, this is like, Leah Thomas is just an easy target. That's all it is. Because the people that, if they really had a problem with this, they should complain to is the NCAA. Yeah, not just not, like, Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And, and, and not even just that either. Um, but 
with with sports, you're never free of biological advantages. Um, like you've got Michael Phelps, for example, which I've seen this argument brought up countless times, where he doesn't have uh, the ability to produce uh, lactic acid, so he doesn't get tired, which means no. he can go pretty much forever without getting tired when nobody else has that advantage. He's also got uh, double jointed ankles, which allows him to have feet very similar to uh, flippers, and so it gives him another power advantage while he's in the water. He's also got an abnormally uh, long wingspan, and so that allows him to be able to push a lot more water. And so he's got all of these advantages, and nobody cares if he competes, um, because they're natural. But what they're trying to say is that trans women are unnatural, and so we shouldn't be able to compete. And so in order to make it to where cis women have a slightly higher chance of being in the top uh, percentage, which they're going to already be in the top high percentages anyway if they're a good swimming athlete, um, they might just not get one rank higher. Um, they're willing to sacrifice every trans person from being able to have those same opportunities. It's like, are we not people too? Do we not also deserve the ability to... Um, play sports to be able to gain scholarships? Do we not have the ability to be able to do these other things that normal people do while we also are dealing with all of these extra stressors of being trans in the first place? It's like yeah. we have to pay for all of these different things for medical transition. We have to go through all this harassment on a daily basis. We've got to even fight for our right to use a restroom. And now we can't even play sports? It's like what if there's a child out there that um, playing sports was their only hope to get into college and they also happen to be trans and so they've got to choose between being able to be happy and be able to live a fulfilling life and sports and being able to go to college. And so it's like all of these people are, are getting hurt by these high-level sporting events where these debates start happening, even though a lot of these people, these the, the high-level sport, like the, the rankings and things like that don't really matter. It's like imagine um, a little boy who's not able to play on the football team just because he was born a girl. Like, imagine um, a little girl who isn't able to be on the dance team just because she was born as a guy. And so it's like, this is, it's, it's not, it's not fair. It's, it's, it kind of dehumanizes us and makes us second class citizens. And these debates basically show that people don't seem to see us as human. They see us as an obstacle. Let's do another song. Let's get a change of mood here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what's our next song? Yeah, so uh, this one is Journey Home. This is the first one that that you ended up hearing uh, that I shared. So we're gonna we're gonna do that one. It's like writing with your main hand after years of having it tied behind your back. Words come so much easier and your stories come alive But then the pen is slapped from your hand And you're left fighting the urge to cry But it's the joy of the sunrise It's the smell after rain It's the happiness you finally feel after a lifetime of pain It's the love of friends that shows you
never hurt anybody. You never hurt anybody. You never hurt anybody. Have you ever cried when you saw yourself inside the mirror? Because you finally look the way you'd always hoped. Or at least you see the possibility of the person you were meant to be and for the first time you love yourself for the first time you love yourself for the first time you love yourself but it's the joy of the sunrise it's the smell after rain it's the happiness you Perfect for bonfires. Anyone tell you that? <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so, another subject I want to throw at you: yeah. the Will Smith controversy. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, that one's kind of a, a touchy subject because I mean, like, for the one part, um, alopecia is a, kind of a serious um, thing, and, and his wife was super self-conscious about that, so that joke shouldn't have been made in the first place. But also, that doesn't give you the right to just go around throwing slaps. So I'm just like, I don't know. I think Will lost his cool and and used violence instead of using his words. He could have just been like, "Hey, that's 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 not funny. Uh, don't don't joke about my wife." But then instead, he just slaps him without any sort of um, discussion. There's no negotiation. There's no like even a chance to to kind of fix the situation. He just kind of walks up on stage, slaps him like a, a sucker punch almost, didn't even give him a chance to like see it coming, and that, I don't know, that doesn't sit right with me. You can't use violence to solve your problems, even if it is something that's offensive. Were you surprised how much of a chin Chris Rock had? That was, yeah, that was impressive. He's just like, oh, that just happened. All right, cool. Uh, greatest night on TV. And <laughs> just rolls with it i'm like that's impressive not gonna lie <laughs> i thought it was staged at first yeah i, I did too like, he smacks him but it's like no security has come running in there or anything like that so i'm like right. it's staged you know come on you know it's right i think it's just because will smith's an elite actor and he was literally about to win the oscar and they all knew it and so they're just like should we send security probably not we got to have him in the room for this next part. Otherwise, it's going to be real awkward for everybody. It's like, well, Will Smith won the Oscar, but he's in handcuffs right now. Sorry, guys. Um, how about those Mets? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Apparently, they, were, they asked him to leave, and he wouldn't leave. Oh, dang, really? So Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, I know that, that later on, I don't know, like, I haven't followed the story too, too closely, Um um, but at one point he might have been arrested. I heard this secondhand. I didn't actually see an article or anything like that about it. Uh, but he got arrested and was like held in custody at some point. Again, do not quote me on this. This is things that I've heard from other people. So I'm not calling TMZ. Don't worry about it. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So like, they're treating it seriously after the fact. But I, I think at the time it was more just the show must go on. And so since he didn't continue fighting, it was just a single slap, and then that was it. Think they're like it's gonna be probably a bigger hassle trying to uh, kick him out because then it's gonna just um, kind of interrupt things a lot more, especially when he was about to win the Oscar like immediately afterward. Um, so I, I think they were just like the situation kind of diffused itself, other than maybe a couple choice words. We'll we'll deal with this later. Do you think a punishment should be laid down? Um, I honestly think it should be up to Chris Rock what the punishment is. If he decides to press charges, then he can press charges. But the Academy also has at least some say in if he's allowed to come back. And so I think the Academy should be able to make that decision, and Chris Rock should be able to decide if he presses charges. Um, I think that should be about it. Um, kind of let let the the, acute, or the the victim be able to kind of 
determine if he wants to pursue anything. And if, if Chris Rock and, and Will are able to make amends, then I don't think there should be any criminal charges, at least on that front. But I don't know. That's that's more... That's out of my hands, so... Chris I, Rock was in Boston the weekend after, and it yeah. was nuts in the yeah. Boston area. Was the, of course, it was sold out. All mm. sorts of news, you know, it was around the area. Yeah. And I'm, I was like... I was like shaking my head going like yeah he's probably like thank you so much will one slap and now I've got all this all these people and all this press he's like all right cool and they make it like you know media they're trying to poke me like is he gonna mention something about the smack during this and it has experts about whether you should mend now and after the show not darn thing was said if you did and then like it was just too boring for him right it was like you know it's like that I mean, he, Chris Rock made a lot of money off of the publicity, so I think I think he's probably fine with it. He's, he's just gonna be like, "Hey, Will, thanks for slapping me." No, someone I told got me a I... couple hundred dollars to be able to wipe my eyes with, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was also told that um, for ninety-four years, it was it's a tradition for the comic to like roast the elite in the front row, mm-hmm. and that was just nothing different. And Will Smith just overreacted off something that he could have yeah. left right. no one was forcing him to stay mm-hmm. but instead he decided to react I think there also might have been marital tension involved in that as well I don't think that this decision was fully his but he's probably going through a lot of stress and things like that especially with how the media have been kind of talking about him and his wife um, and their open relationship and everything like that um, and she probably gave him the look like you better do something about this or otherwise it's going to be hell for you later um that's what a lot of people have theorized, at least. I don't know how much truth there is to that, um, but that would make sense to me. It's like, it's like, be a man and do something about it. And then Will Smith was like, oh, dang it. All right, I guess I got to go do something about it. Even though he probably, like, he was he was laughing whenever uh, Chris Rock first said the joke. And then yeah. it was just like a switch flipped. And so there might have been something else going on, other stress that was outside of the event. Yeah, of course, that, that part, that area where they had the award show, that's close to Bel Air. Mm-hmm. He was already in a fight from South Philly. He got him shipped to Bel Air. <laughs> now where he's going to go? Exactly. Back to Philly. He's like, all right, back to my people. Back to Philly or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, right. I try and piece this together and just can't figure it out. Right. No, just odd yeah. seeing like, someone like Will Smith go on and just like, smack him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Will Smith would do that on a normal basis. I think there's definitely something else going on um, that nobody really knows about. Some other stress that's going on either between like their relationship or um, he's just been going through so much that he just kind of, that was the final straw. Even though like it wasn't necessarily like the worst joke that could have been said. It's like, yeah, it was it was tasteless. But at the same time, like I've heard much worse jokes said by comedians and I don't know, like, I've, I've kind of been, like, the subject of some of them with, like, the Dave Chappelle stuff that, that had been going on. Um, and so, like, I understand being offended by jokes because I was not happy with, with how the Dave Chappelle thing went. But at the same time, um, Will Smith and I were both um, of the same personality type. Um, I'm not sure if you know about the Myers-Briggs or anything like that, but we're both ENFPs. Yeah. Um, and ENFPs tend to hate conflict and... Uh, try to avoid it at all cost, and so we're not the type that tends to get very angry and and start throwing punches right off the bat, unless of course we're already at our breaking point, in which case all bets are off. I wish I was like you then. Yeah. I wish I had more patience. I would really wish I did. Yeah, I mean it. it I don't know. Like it kind of gets me in trouble sometimes where I'm not liking conflict at all, and so like. Um, I let people just kind of disrespect me sometimes and I just kind of brush it off like it's nothing. And and I don't know, like sometimes I kind of wish that I had a little bit more of a backbone in situations like that where I'm just like, no, hold on, fuck you. Um, I just kind of, I don't know, I just, I don't like conflict and if I can avoid it, then I will. And I just, I don't know. Well, it's like, it's like the thing I get most conflict of is like Trump supporters trying to figure them out. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure that out. Them out for the life of me. Man. Them and um, people who's against the Leah Thomas thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like boggles my mind. I give good examples. So I'm like, all right, so this girl right here, mm-hmm. she had her chest done. 
Right. She's a B cup, right? No, you stupid. She doesn't. Like, no, <laughs> you say that if it's right. just over and they're mm-hmm. still what they were born with, that means she's right. still a B cup. Mm-hmm. It's just different. How is it different? Both went through the same surgical procedures mm-hmm. to alter their body. How is that different? Yeah. And of course, as you know, I get laughed at and it's just like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, well, because I think what what they're too focused on is is what the person either looks like um, before or if there's like any sort of remnants of like masculinity or femininity in the person uh, in question. And so um, they don't realize what being trans actually is. And like an analogy that I heard recently that I thought was brilliant um, is it's like, let's say that you've got um, a can of peas, you know, it's got the pea label on it and by all intents and purposes, it's a can of peas until you open it up and you find carrots inside. And you're like, oh, okay, so this actually wasn't a can of peas, even though it looks like one, it was actually a can of carrots. And then they're like, oh, but hold on, that label clearly says peas. And it's like, right, but there's carrots inside. Isn't what is inside that matters? Isn't that kind of the, the point of the can is to be able to hold this important part here? And it's like, ah, oh, but no, but there's, there's peas in there. That would go really great with, with this other food. And it's like, but 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 it's not peas. It's actual carrots inside. And it's like, yeah. can we just get a label that matches the carrots, you know? Put carrots on the outside of the can so that way the can, you know, matches what's inside. So there's that that equilibrium that's reached. You kind of know by looking at it what what's inside. And, yeah. and they, they're too caught up in the fact that it's like, oh, but it says it says peas on the outside. I promise. That's what it is. And so it's 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 really dumb when you look at it from that perspective, like because it's it's like it's so it obvious. Sense, yeah. Because it's like it's, it's so obvious after somebody transitions, like one, how much happier they are, and then two, like how much uh, more natural they feel. Like like myself, for example, like I don't know how long I tried to like put on this masculine facade, and like even from childhood, I always felt like I didn't think like the other guys. I was like, hmm, I don't ever feel masculine. It was almost like my thoughts inside my head were just much more feminine than everybody else. Like I didn't have like the desire to play with Barbies or anything of that nature. I didn't have, like I had some desires to put on dresses, but not at first. It wasn't until I tried one on that I was like, oh, okay, maybe there is something to this. Um, but like, I, I was like trying to reject anything feminine uh, while I was growing up and I was like trying to be the most masculine kid that I could. And I still felt like I was pretending. Like I tried playing football, I tried playing soccer, I tried doing all of these different sports. I played um, baseball and basketball and um, but, like, I don't know, um, had a beard for a while and I was trying so hard to be masculine and at my most masculine point, I, I felt so feminine inside that it didn't really feel right. Like I would, I don't know, it was just, there was just that weird disconnect that I could never really place before. And then once I realized that I was trans and now that I've transitioned, I just feel normal. I feel at home. Like I don't feel like this weird thought that I'm not who I, I keep pretending to be and it's like this is the real me this is the me that was always in secret this is the me that i i would wake up to this is the me that i would go to sleep to this is the me that would get frustrated and the me that would be happy and the me that everybody else knew was an act it was um pretending and that's how it is for every trans person is is we always pretend just to avoid the the embarrassment of being trans and it's it's i don't know people get so caught up on the act that they're like, oh, but clearly you must actually be pretending to be a woman. And it's like, no, I was pretending to be a guy. You don't understand. Yeah. No, I, 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 not everyone who like kind of like debates with me about this mm-hmm. are like, you know, jerks. Some people are like, do message me and say like, gives you a point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you should think about it this way. One of which was with Leah Thomas, that it's just like having a heavyweight in a flyweight bout in a MMA ma- match. Mm-hmm. And right away, I thought about be- way before UFC did the weight limits, mm-hmm. the open weight, and there was this little Hawaiian guy against this mm-hmm. big, jacked up, this, mm-hmm. I like to say sumo guy, but he was, to be honest, he was jacked. Yeah. And of course, it's like, all right, this guy's going to get killed. The island guy right away punched the guy in the nose, broke the no- guy's nose, and he eventually won by TKO. Mm-hmm. And he even said that 
he, what he did, they say, how did you do it? I studied. I studied the weakness, found mm-hmm. the weakness. And that's what I'm like, that's what you do. You find the weakness. You know, bitch and playing social media is so poisonous. It gives mm-hmm. us the, like, kind of like the, it's like the drug they are. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to study. You don't have to, like, compete here. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, the other side of that, too, um, is if you notice, like, second place was, was tiny. Um, yeah. Which means that clearly being tall wasn't the deciding factor of, of um, who was able to win because there was a lot of women who were much taller than the person who won second place, yet she beat all of them. Um, especially like what I was saying before, um, where you, now you have this big heavy frame that you're trying to push through the water and you don't have a very strong engine to be able to power it. And so it's like um, Leah Thomas gets tired at the same rate that the other women do uh, because um, the, the difference in like how our body um, is able to hold um, oxygen in the blood is completely different once you're on estrogen versus testosterone. Um, the actual uh, muscle strength um, is, is a lot less. And so it's, it's like Leah Thomas was also at disadvantages too. Um, and so it's just like, like you're saying, like that's kind of what sports are, is it's like pitting people together with different advantages to see what actually is able to come out on top. If being big and strong was the only thing that won, then every single sport would always have like these massive muscular dudes as the champions, and that's very rarely the case. Like imagine if it was a trans woman doing gymnastics, where being tall actually makes it really, really, really hard to be able to do the same flips and stuff. Imagine if it was a trans woman who was trying to be a horse jockey, uh, where being uh, tall um, and having a lot of extra weight um, really slows you down while on the track. So there's so many different sports that having height is not an advantage. And yet people don't care about any of those. They only care about the ones where it seems like it might be an advantage. And so it's like, okay, so then just make it to where all of the tall women can't compete either. Make it to where um, all the short people can't compete in gymnastics because they've got the advantage. It's like they're only singling us out because we're trans and it doesn't make any sense in like the sporting world either because even in the olympics um which is like the the highest ranking sporting event across the entire world where you've got all of these countries coming in they still allow trans athletes to compete and we've been competing in the olympics for the last 20 years um in the ncaa we've been competing in those for the last 40 years and yet in none of those events do you find trans people uh dominating in any field you might have like one or two um but that's because they're elite athletes as it is. It doesn't matter the fact that they're trans. So it's like, I don't know. They just forget that trans people are just people. We don't transition to be able to do well in sports. We transition so we can survive and then sometimes do well in sports if that's what our passion is and that's what we train for and that's what we work towards. You know what the difference is? We had Thomas actually won and shut people up. Yeah. And she only so, won the one race, you know? And it's like, the people up. And watch, yeah. it. next race, if she doesn't win, it's going to be like, oh, you see? You see? It's just like, see what? She was beatable, like everyone said. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, so now you realize that it was a fair competition. Like, she was, you know, at least able to compete with these women. And, and that showed that she was actually um, a really good swimmer. The fact that, because uh, I, I think the other thing, too, is like the misogyny that women can't, um, compete to high levels. It's like, oh, because this person used to be a man, then clearly that means they're going to be able to win. And it's like, how little do you think of women to be able to do that? It's like the average man with full testosterone advantage um, tends to compete around 10% better than uh, women of the average um, body types, things like that. Um, whereas elite female athletes tend to compete 30% higher than most women. And so elite female athletes would smoke every other cis guy on the planet unless of course they also are of the elite level and so it's it's like people forget the fact that these elite women are elite for a reason because they're damn good at their what they do and it's it's like there's there's nothing um there that's that gives us any sort of advantage um because at that point it's it's uh pure skill and maybe a little bit of biological advantage, which all of these other women have in spades as well. So it's like, we're not the only ones coming in with any sort of like size advantage or anything like that. Like these other women have size advantages. These other women have different things that make them special. That's why they're there. Let's do another song, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I'm gonna retune because I had to change where my capo was. 
But um, this next song is called Civil War. Okay. And it is um, also about uh, being trans and kind of that internal battle that I had before coming out. And the same battle that every trans person has, because we don't really want to be trans either, with, especially with how, like, uh, the stereotypes are about us and, like, all of these different things. And, like, so this was how hard it was for me to kind of struggle with coming to terms with the fact that I was trans. We don't, like, it, like I said before, it's not really a choice. Um, so, yeah, I hope you like it. thoughts always there always running through my head this fight is always on my mind i want to think of other things instead but in the morning when i'm alone throughout the day when i start to zone out why'd it have to be so hard fighting always like this Sometimes I feel like I can win But I know it's only just pretend Cause I don't wanna give this up I don't wanna lose this part of me If I could only wake up as myself If I could only wake up and be free It's been way too long Feeling guilt For the things I can't control there's a war raging in my head And I was worried for my soul But late at night I'd see the stares Of all the people I can lose Please don't make me choose Why'd it have to be so hard Fighting always like this Sometimes I feel like I can win But I know it's only just pretend Cause I don't want to give this up I don't want to lose this part of me If I could only wake up as myself If I could only wake up Fields of flowers trampled under boots Clouds of smoke and lives lost too soon I don't know what I'm supposed to do Let this all continue I know the thing that could end this war But the world will listen and ask me to try more to my core just want the bombs to cease and I just want peace why'd it have to be so hard fighting always like this sometimes I feel like I can win but I know it's only just pretend cause I don't want to give this up I don't want to lose this part of me If I could only wake up as myself If I could only wake up and be free Then this war wouldn't be over now And I could send the troops home to their lives There'd finally be peace down inside of me This civil war won't be costing me my life There's only one thing I do not like about you. What's that? You're from Arkansas, aren't you? Yes, I am. Your Razorbacks knocked my Gonzaga. You know, I lost <laughs> 200 bucks out. It's Sweet 16. I, I, I was heartbroken. I was I'm like, so sorry. I was like, Arkansas, where the heck are they from? Right? I mean, that's the part of Arkansas I'm from, too. I'm like 20 miles away from the University of Arkansas. So. Yeah, so thanks, Skylar. Thank you very much for making me lose 200 bucks. I appreciate You're welcome. that. Welcome. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not actually a Razorbacks fan. All right. So, okay. It was someone else. Find out who did it then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I know a lot of Razorbacks fans. I'll, I'll make sure that I like shake them all down and I'll send the money to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I'll, I'll become, I'll become your bookie. It'll be, it'll be so, I studied so hard and I was like, Gonzaga's the team. And then they right. make it to the final four. Right. Oh my goodness. Meanwhile, my wife just said, I like Kansas. They smile a lot. And they're in the championship. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What am I? 
<laughs> right. Oh man, just gotta learn to listen to women. <laughs> What's going on with you musically these days? Oh, a, a lot. Uh, so I was I was recently um, in a fashion show, which was really cool. Got to have my music playing over the speakers while we walked, um, and it was not a small fashion show either. But it was it was uh, for NWA Fashion Week, which was broadcast all over the country, made uh, national headlines, um, and was really really cool. Um, and I walked for the transition closet, so I was um, one of a bunch of uh, trans, non-binary, and intersex models that uh, were able to kind of represent um, kind of who we are and, and kind of, I don't know, be visible and, and kind of show people that even in Arkansas, we're, we're here. Um, then a little bit later, I got uh, invited to um, perform at a church, uh, which happened uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, so I got to do an interview, got to kind of talk to the congregation and kind of explain um, a lot of my story and um, a little bit about what being trans is like and got to play some music there, which was really cool. Um, in a couple weeks, I'll also get to be playing at a uh, LGBT uh, queer prom. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be able to play some of my songs for um, like a lot of the trans youth that are in the area, those are the ones that are being affected by a lot of these anti-trans laws and everything mm -hmm. like that. And so got to protect them, um, but also be able to kind of help them not feel so alone. And a lot of my songs are written from my time as a teenager. And so I feel like they'll really resonate with them. Um, and then in uh, June, I'm going to be playing at Teen Pride, also for these kids, um, as well as I'm going to be... Uh, performing in a uh, Phoenix queer art show here in Arkansas as well. Um, so just a ton of different events that are just really, really, really cool. And I'm so honored to be a part of. Um, and honestly, I never expected any of that to ever happen. And, and just the fact that like people are reaching out to me and, and asking to have my music playing at their events and uh, even perform at some of them has just been mind blowing. Jeez, you've grown since the first time you've been on this show. Right. Yeah. The first time I was on the show, I had one song out and then I've written 15 since that day. You think you have one song out. You were thinking about doing a couple more on SoundCloud. You're a no writing one right now. And now it's like you just talk like a couple minutes straight about all your projects coming up. Yeah. And it's great. It's, it's so it's so so cool. Uh, a couple of days ago as well on uh, Thursday, um, I, I traveled down to Little Rock, which is like a three hour drive for me. Because uh, there was a uh, Trans Day Visibility talent show. And I, I performed in that. And there were so many people there that were just incredible. Um, like there was this one woman who was just an, a, a phenomenal dancer that uh, I was very, 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 very surprised and very impressed. It was like, hot dang, I'm competing with her. Um, and she ended up winning, but I got second place, which is really cool. Uh, made $150, which was awesome. Covered the gas from the trip. Um, made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I covered gas, you know. But... Exactly. Um, but it was it was so much fun. Um, and it just, I'm always just so blown away just by how talented a lot of the members in the trans community and the LGBT are. Because, like, people, um, we kind of get caught up in, like, a lot of these, like, battlegrounds and, like, these debates and things like that. Um, and even for myself, a trans person, um, like it's, it's so easy to just think of us as victims. Um, and like, I'm like advocating and like trying to make the world safer for everybody, but then just being able to like take a second and just like appreciate the humanity of, of the people around me and the people just like me. It's, it's just so incredible. Um, there was a, a little, uh, trans boy who did a magic show that was so funny. Um, it was, it was incredible. His name was Jack and, um, some of the tricks didn't quite go as, as well as, as he had planned, but he just, like, I don't know, like, he was just so adorable, like, while he was, um, like, trying to do these uh, tricks. Like, at one point, he had, like, these three, like, uh, styrofoam uh, cups, and he had three balls that he had. Was, he was like, all right, I'm going to make this one travel from this one to the other one, and then, like, accidentally messed up the trick, and then four balls fell out, and he was like, oh, um, dang it. <laughs> and it was just, it was so cute and just so endearing. Um, and it was just, I don't know, like, having that chance to be able to just be myself around so many people that had gone through similar experiences to me. It was just so incredible. This uh, past Friday, was it Friday? It could have been Thursday. Whatever the 31st was. Yeah. International Transgender Day of Visibility. 
Mm-hmm. When I first heard about it, I just shook my head and I was like, they're one of us. We do not mm-hmm. now have to make it thing like, make it a big thing like, they have to have a hard day so we can recognize them. No, they're mm-hmm. one of us. What the heck? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. well, tell us more about the that special day that I um, don't know yeah. about. Yeah, so um, the reason that the Trans Day Visibility became a thing is is because the only other holiday that we had for uh, trans people was the Trans Day of Remembrance, and that was just honoring those of us who have died. Um, a lot of our, our um, ability to stay safe is our ability to blend in, our ability to hide in the shadows, um, our ability to go unnoticed, and so the better we were at passing, and the safer we were and so passing became the only thing that we ever ever thought of because uh, if we could pass as a cis person then we wouldn't have to worry about getting attacked um, and and the trans day visibility is is basically a way to honor every trans person um, because passing isn't the end goal for being trans the end goal for being trans is to be able to be yourself and be able to uh, present as yourself and to be able to be loved as yourself and that means passing or non-passing um, being trans is, is beautiful. It's very unique to us. And even though we don't necessarily get to choose being trans, um, being able to share that that um, experience is, is, is so meaningful. Because uh, whenever, um, like, I don't know, um, kind of a, a, an example um, of like how like isolating it can be to not know anyone else to talk to is almost like, imagine if the rainbow was um, all the colors were named by someone who was colorblind. And so they've got black and white. And um, if the majority of the population also only saw these two colors, they would be very confused when people started asking about the other colors that they're seeing. They're like, but wait a second, what about um, this color? I don't know, I don't have a name for it, but it's 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 really cool. Um, and they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, or this color, or this color. And for someone else who's not able to experience that, adding all these different categories sounds unnecessarily complicated. And they're like, why the heck would you do that? But to people who can see these colors, it's like, how do you describe red to someone who's never seen red? How do you describe blue to someone who can't see blue or purple or green or yellow? And and so like, even though like you're experiencing this incredibly beautiful thing, um, you can't share it with anybody because there's no words to describe it. Um, and, and so that's so, so isolating because you can't have that human connection with people. And so the Trans Day Visibility is for one, uh, a chance for trans people to see ourselves all over the country and feel support and feel loved. Um, but then two, it also makes it to where um, more people are, are willing to learn about us because now we are visible, now people can see us. Now um, the ones of us who do go out and are visible in the community even if we get attacked and we're on the front lines of like a lot of these debates and things like that, we're making a difference just by being here. We're able to interact with cis people. We're able to interact with, with every other um, person on the planet who doesn't necessarily know what we're going through, but just allowing them to see that we're human and we're, we're here with them and we're experiencing humanity the same way that they are. We've got the same hopes and dreams and fears. We're just as intelligent, just as as mentally sound, just as reasonable, they start to realize maybe there's a reason um, for the hate that's not justifiable. It's like, maybe I, I need to stop having these feelings that trans people are bad and evil, and I need to start seeing them as, as people and seeing them as my neighbors. And so that's why the Trans Day of Visibility is so important, because it allows us to be able to show ourselves freely and, and people to actually see what we are made of. Also, people they could like look at trans and be like have these wars they call them stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If they try to DQ and attack, mm-hmm. all you know they could know like to just you or flip you over and then make you submit, break your armor. It's like, and then we just say these all these bad nasty people just kicked my ass. It's like mm-hmm. that makes you even worse. Look, you're worse. Why are you right. doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never just... underestimate anybody. Right. Yeah, but it's just it's 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 so ridiculous that we have to fight for even just the big basic rights that that everybody else gets taken for granted. And and for a lot of people, when you're used to that, because um, it's not necessarily that you're getting like special privilege or anything like that. Um, but whenever you're, you're used to not having like um, everyone else have the same rights as you, 
equality feels like oppression. Like whenever you're, you're used to like a, a pedestal where you're like able to kind of look down on somebody else. As soon as they're able to stand up on the same level as you, you're like, oh, wait a second. I felt my place in society just drop a bit. I feel so oppressed. Even though all that was happening is now everyone's kind of at a level playing field. It's like now you're not able to see over people's heads and now you're like, oh, wait, I'm one of the people in the crowd now. This feels ridiculous. And, and, and so that, I think that's the other thing that's going on is, is they're afraid that as we get more rights and, and we have the ability to like have access to health care and we have the ability to go to a restroom without being attacked, that suddenly they have to spend more time with us. And they're like, what? This is ridiculous. I don't want to spend time with a trans person. And it's, it's I don't know, like they don't realize the harm they're doing because of how it makes them feel. It's like, hmm. What do you think earliest age? to explain to a kid about, you know, transgender and what do you think the earliest age should be? Um, so, sorry, but repeat the question. Like, how would I explain being trans to a child? Yeah, like, you know, like you have, like, like my three-year-old mm-hmm. is three years old, too early, too young to, like, have them see I videos mean, or whatever like that, you know, like, because, you know, like, so, like Boos Poos, for example, mm-hmm. they had a little parade and stuff like that. And they had trans, a little trans float. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe it's a little too young. You know, Not necessarily. Because, like- um, I mean, for one, being trans is natural. And for uh, two, like, it doesn't have anything to do with, with sex or anything that's adult theme. Um, all being trans means is that who you are inside doesn't match the gender that you are outside. And so that's something that's very easy for kids to think about. So it's like you see a trans woman on TV and they're like, why does that man dress like a lady? And it's like... Uh, well, she's actually not a man. Um, she was born um, thinking that she was a boy and then realized that she was actually a girl all along, and so she wanted to become herself. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so it's a very simple conversation. It's like sometimes people um, aren't happy with, with their, their gender, and they realize that they're actually the other gender or they're somewhere in between. And so that's an easy conversation to have because there's nothing sexual about being transgender. Um, there's nothing really sexual about like seeing a gay person on TV or a lesbian couple on TV or anything like that either. That's any different than seeing a heterosexual couple. It's like you see um, Aladdin and Jasmine kissing on, on screen in a cartoon and you're like, oh, that's fine. But if you see two guys kiss, then you're like, oh, wait, hold on. Kids can't be seeing that. But it's like, but what if these kids also are gay? What if these kids also are trans and they finally see somebody that feels the same way that they do? And so that isolation that I was talking about before goes away and they're able to see themselves as a hero. They're able to see themselves as somebody who is really cool and someone to be able to be looked up to. Um, like I was exposed to cis people my entire life. Not, I didn't know about being trans for the longest time and yet I still was trans. I was just suffering without knowing what was going on. I um, was also exposed to like all of these movies of um, heterosexual people um like aladdin or like um any of the disney movies for example and i wasn't straight and so it's like all of these movies and everything like that all that did was just kept me from being able to figure out what things i'd been going through all they did was just kind of kept me in the dark and made me suffer without knowing why yeah and so explaining that to kids all that's going to do is make sure that even if they're not trans, explaining that uh, to them is not going to make them trans. Because um, like what it, what it feels like to be trans and not be able to transition uh, because of like social pressures or things like that is what a lot of parents fear is going to happen if they start allowing trans people to exist in the first place. Because um, I've heard the argument so many times, it's like, oh, all these liberal families are trying to force feminization on their sons. And it's like, yeah, that's wrong. I'm not going to lie that forcing feminization on a son is a bad thing. But isn't that what you're doing when your trans son isn't able to transition? It's like just because he looks like a girl, you think it's okay to force um, masculinization on on him? It's like you're forcing your son to wear dresses then. Do you not see how that's wrong? It's like, or your daughter, you're forcing her um, to play in sports and she's not allowed to wear dresses. She's not allowed to do the things that she wants to do because she's trying to live up to your standards. And she's suffering because of it. She wants to die because of it because there feels like there's no out. That's why there's the 42% suicide rate of, of trans youth is because we're in these hellish environments 
where we can't be ourselves and our bodies are rebelling against us. It's like when your, your brain and your body don't match, then it sends off this warning signal that there's something wrong. And so it's like, it's kind of like when you're hungry and you haven't eaten in a while and you start getting these hunger pains and it's not very fun and you start to only be able to think about hunger. Um, imagine like, for example, that you're in the desert for three days and you don't have food or water and then you find a genie. What's the first thing you're gonna wish for? Not for money and power or anything like that. You're gonna wish for a meal. You're gonna wish to be able to eat and be able to drink. Even though that one wish is worth literally the entire world, you're trying to meet your fundamental human needs first. And then after you've been fed, then you can wish for all the money on earth. Then you can wish for all these other things. But first you gotta handle the thing that's currently killing you. And my entire childhood, every single time I, I thought of finding a genie lamp, every single time I thought of like getting a superpower or anything like that, the only wish that I had was to be a girl. Out of everything in the world. I could wish for infinite money. I could wish to be able to live forever. I could wish to become a superhero and have all of these superpowers. I could wish to be Superman or anything like that. But the only thing I wanted was to be a girl. And like I would spend like hours like, I was like, oh, the genie's probably gonna try to twist my wish somehow. So I gotta make sure I've got the exact wording right so that way whenever I wish to be a girl, I don't end up as a baby or I don't end up as an old woman uh, or I don't end up with somebody with cancer or anything like that. I'm just like, like going through all these mental gymnastics just because like that's the only thing I can think about is being mm -hmm. a girl. And, and these cis families that are trying to force their kids to be cis as well, all that's doing is just putting them in that same torturous environment. And so, yeah. man. I have to say is when Michael came out one time wearing a dress and a couple of my friends were over and looked at me and it's like, uh, and of course I'm just like, phones out, you know, just like take a video of it, you know, yeah. like, you all right with this? And it's like, Honestly, I don't know how to feel about it, but like, what the fuck? It's not, it's him. It's, yeah. it's like, it's him. What the fuck? What do we do about it? You know, right. no matter what I feel about it, yeah. I still go, oh, it's just. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you can still like wear dresses and things like that and not be transgender. Like the clothes have nothing to do with being transgender. They just help us realize that something's not right. Um, and we've already kind of known that there's not something right for the longest time. It's just that's where it finally clicks. Um, like the other thing is like um, how I started my song. It's like writing with your main hand after years of having it tied behind your back. It's like whenever you find out you're left-handed, it's not like this big long process where you're like experimenting and doing all these different things. It's like you use your left hand the first time and you're like, oh, this feels right. This feels natural. This is easy. I, I feel comfortable using this. And then you go back to your right hand and it feels awkward and you're trying to like shape every single individual letter and it's very difficult and the only time the only thing that you're thinking about while you're using your right hand is man i wish i could switch over to my left hand and be able to like write a lot easier um or vice versa if you're right-handed and then like you're trying to write with your left hand like how awkward that feels and then you finally get over to the right hand and you're like oh this is just natural everything's easy and in a world where you're not allowed to be left-handed if you're if you're not allowed to be right-handed imagine like being at school and like being forced to write an essay and you've got like an hour time limit to be able to do it and you're also struggling to write every single individual letter because it's not easy. You can't just like let your words flow. You're like struggling to do just that and think about the test at hand and think about the fact that you wanna switch over to your right hand and you're distracting yourself. And you're just like, man, I just really wish I could just switch over to my, my right hand and be able to do this a lot faster, but I can't because I'm gonna get in trouble. And you end up failing the, the assignment because you ran out of time because it, you struggled so much being able to do it. And you start to almost think that there's something wrong with you because you struggled so much and you're like, God oh, dang it, what's going on? And, and in reality, it's just because you're forced to do something outside your nature. You're forced to put on an act that's not real and you're forced to struggle for no reason. It's like, yeah, hold on, you're gonna race, but here, let's go ahead and shackle your legs together. Uh, everyone else gets to run for free, but you're gonna have these shackles on your legs. Good luck. It's like, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not healthy. That's not gonna help anybody. So like our, our goal in like trying to increase trans rights is not to make um, cis kids turn trans. Our goal is to make it to where the trans kids survive and they're able to be themselves and they're able to get past all of these um, horrible things that, that they're having to go through like with dysphoria and things like that just because their brain and their body doesn't match. And that's not their fault. It's not my fault. And yet, People keep trying to make us go through it because they don't understand. But yeah, um, I can play another song if we so we can uh, kind of get off yeah, the subject. 
I was going to say, um, go tell everyone where they can find you on social media, and then yeah. we'll go leave the show with one more song. Yeah, that works. Um, I am on Facebook under Skylar Conover Music. I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, pretty much any music service there is, uh, you'll be able to find my music. And so, yeah, I'm going to finish with um, a song that I wrote for the Trans Day of Visibility. It is called Invisible. Awesome. Man. Yeah. It's like achieving the goals of your childhood dream And it be everything that you hoped it be And no one can know just how much that it means So I'm sorry for it being my whole personality It's like having your life in a constant fight And seeing your friends all around you die and no one can see this so they ask you why you're so triggered all the time i guess out of sight out of mind so i will be visible i'll take their arrows now so you don't have to when you decide to come out don't worry we're working to make the world safer you shouldn't have to be brave to show the world who you are it's like finding the cure for your chronic pain and realizing that you enjoy your life again but people who don't understand try to take away the medicine thinking that they've done the right thing so i will be visible i'll take their arrows now so you don't have to when you decide to come out don't worry we are working to make the world safer you shouldn't have to be brave to show the world who you are soldiers in a fight we don't want with you we just want to live our lives and be happy too but somehow that is asking way too much i guess it's because we're different so we're easier to punch we're soldiers in a fight we don't want with you we just want to live our lives and be happy too but somehow that is asking way too much I guess it's cause we're different so we're easier to punch So I'll be visible, I'll take their arrows now So you don't have to when you decide to come out Don't worry, we're working to make the world safer You shouldn't have to be brave to show the world who you are That was absolutely beautiful, Skyler. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Anytime you want to come on, just let me know. Shoot me a message. Okay, sounds Sometimes good. with Facebook accounts getting hacked and everything, I, <laughs> right. I just, just throw something at me, say like, give me a date. Boom, it's yeah. done. Heck so don't, be, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Hi. All right, well, you have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. You take care of yourself. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.